My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Baji here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Akbar Sheikh. He helps businesses scale to seven figures and beyond. He's also the host of the Coaching Secrets Make More, Give More podcast. Welcome to the show, Akbar. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. We're going to have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your podcasts, your challenges, and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you yeah. mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Yeah, I mean, I guess um, typical to uh, my parents' story, I suppose, funnily enough, um, you know, started with, uh, they came to America from London, or actually they were born in Africa. They were in London for a little bit, and they ended up in America in the 70s in New York with uh, with nothing. And uh, they literally came with absolute, like, I don't know, handful of dollars, a couple, like, I don't know, call it a couple hundred dollars. And... Um, you know, they built an entire life. Uh, they built a nice, um, you know, middle-class, upper-middle-class life, a house, picket fence, you know, car and dog, that whole sort of thing without the dog. Um, through business, you know, the kind of true American dream story. Um, oddly, I found myself in a similar situation where I just kind of had nothing. And... Uh, I started, you know, from scratch. Uh, I actually was living in an electrical closet um, with no water, no hot water, no uh, windows, no showers. And um, we just started from the bottom and we got our first client for $500. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of just turned into a seven-figure business organically. Um, and so, yeah, we just, uh, entrepreneurs you know, bootstrapping our way to the, to, um, I don't want to say to the top, but, you know, just bootstrapping our way through life and uh, enjoying the journey. The goal for us has not never been the goal. The goal has been to always enjoy the process to discovering the goal. Um, and that's, that's where we're at. If you don't mind me asking, what happened that led up to you ending up in an electrical closet? Yeah, that's a good, great question. I, I, you know, I was just trying to make it on my own. Mm -hmm. um, and I just couldn't, you know, I, I, you know, I wasn't given any kind of money. Um, my brother and I went out west to California, to my birthplace, to try to make it on our own. And we went there with very, very little money. Uh, we ended up spending all of it, uh, <laughs> trying to figure things out. And uh, we just didn't have any, any, any real money. Uh, we were trying to hustle and make things happen. Uh, and we were living at our uncle's place, and, but we wanted to be on our own to make it happen. Because it was really hard to work anywhere and to be with other people not, and, 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 and to work. So we're like, well, we can't, you know, the only thing we could really afford is nothing. <laughs> you know, we had a little office where we were selling mattresses out of used, used some of them used mattresses. 
And um, Cute. <laughs> yeah, that across the, <laughs> and across the office was this little closet, uh, electrical closet. And I asked the landlord, I said, you know, there was like a desk in there and a chair. It was like somebody was using them privately. It was like an escape room to work. And I was like, okay. you know, I don't know why the idea was honestly divine. It was divine intervention. I don't know where this crazy idea came from. I'm just like, because it was like, she was giving us a tour of the building. I'm like, what's that in the corner? It was like this weird door in the corner. And she's looking at me like, I'm crazy. Like, why is she, why is he asking about that? And I don't even know why I asked that. And she showed us, she's like, well, this is the electrical room. It's like where all the wires are for like you know, the phones and the internet and stuff in the building. And I don't know what got over me. I'm just like, uh, like we can live here. And <laughs> so I was like, you know, I was like, can you rent it? I told her the truth. She was like a California hippie. I was like, how much is this? I forget. It was either $75 or $150 for the month, utilities included. And I want to say it was $75, but so I was like, look, we can probably afford that. Can we live here? Um and she said, yeah, you know, and, and we set up, we got like a free sofa. We got like a bunk bed for like 50 bucks. We got like a TV for like 50 bucks. We furnished that entire thing for like a couple hundred bucks. The, uh, with fridge, with a fridge, with a dresser, with a bunk. We had a fridge, a dresser, a bunk bed, a TV, a nightstand. Uh, I think that's all there was room for. Uh, yeah, that is everything. We had this disgusting, disgusting used fridge that we had to like, I don't even remember who cleaned that because I'm not any good at cleaning. So I, I don't even know how the hell we got that thing cleaned, but somehow we got it clean. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we bought like a hot plate to, to put like a pot of hot water on. So we have hot water. So if you wanted to shave or wash up or something, uh, so yeah, but you know, it's funny. Some people like, um, like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Honestly, those are some of the best times of my life. And as a millionaire, I think that's a pretty interesting statement. Um, those are honestly some of the best times of my life. And I think that's a really important thing to 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 ponder about, you know, because it was never I had achieved happiness before I had gotten money, um, mm. and I was actually happy in that situation. And I think that's a great lesson for people to learn because so many people are just unhappy in their situation. And I, I have to say, I think the, the real goal is not the goal. The goal is to enjoy the process to to get to your goal or to even discover your goal mm -hmm. um and that's and that's what we've done and, and what we're and, and i'll give you another surprise that's what we're currently doing too uh, i mean i'm, I'm turning 40 this year and I'm, I'm sharing some intimate information because I, I hope it's of help i'm turning 40 this year and you want to know the truth hmm. i have no idea what i want to do with my life really? uh, if you I, I definitely don't want to run a coaching business for the rest of my life. You, you, the coaching business is great, but I mean, it, you'll, it, it cycles out, meaning that you'll see most people after it, the, the life cycle is about like three to five years. And then after mm -hmm. that, people are like, all right, dude, like how much more of the same thing can I do? It's time to evolve and grow. Um, so, I mean, we're still doing it and, and for the next, for this year, we're going to be doing it. And, and frankly, we are like the number one coaching program for entrepreneurs who want to make more to give more. Um, but 
you got to understand something. None of us grew up thinking we're going to be an online coach because that that didn't even exist when we were kids. The internet didn't even exist, right? I mean, it just started to come out. Like when I was at the school, I remember like computers and internet is like just all coming out and the news guys are saying, I don't know if this is even going to last. Um, but I think it's really important for people to know that, yes, I've made a lot of money. Yes, I've made a lot of impact. Yes, I've had a great time, but I don't, I, I'm not clear on my future goals or, or or what I want to do. But it's been one hell of a ride to get here. And I think that's the point, is that we've enjoyed the hell out of the journey. We've impacted a lot of lives. We've, uh, you know, we've made a lot of money. Um, we More importantly than that, we've made a lot of impact. You know, we've built a lot of water wells, given the gift of vision. To blind people by paying for their eye surgery, sponsored a lot of orphans, built community centers. I mean, and for me, that's the highlight of my career mm-hmm. is the kind of philanthropic work we've been able to do. Um, um, so um, that's that's what I, uh, you know, that, that's my number one recommendation is like, don't be stressed out about like so much certainty you know if you're not because i think most people are uncertain where they want to go the point is get paid to learn to where you want to go you know like we have been all these years um so i i I hope that's of some help to someone that is i mean if anything that definitely helped me that's a very comforting thought to hear that a millionaire still doesn't know what he wants to do with his life it 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 helps i have no idea i honestly have no idea and that's okay and that's okay, but you are in a position where you are able to go and try different things. You have the, I guess, the capital to go and try. And that's that's a lot farther ahead than a lot of other people that also don't know where they're going. You get where I'm coming from? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Well, what do you wish that you knew back then when you first started this business versus what you know now? Um, you know, I, I think I really would have mastered paid traffic. I think I would have got in, um, a team, uh, and like a, like a CEO in place right away. And I think I would have opened a few more businesses. <clears throat> um, the key is to know your weaknesses and to hire around that. Like I'm, I'm up and I'm terrible at operations. And so, you know, I was trying to do all that. The thing about the online business thing is it's not that complicated. Like you, you got to do what you do best and outsource the rest. Like, you know, I did sales, my own sales calls for a year. You know, that, that was not necessary. I should, yeah, I think it's good that I did it for a few months. Everything happens for a reason too. I mean, when I did my own sales calls, that's kind of when I, when I probably net the most amount of money because, you know, you got to pay salespeople 10, 20%. And then nobody closes better than you, typically speaking. Um, there are some exceptions to that. I mean, when I was doing my closing, man, we were making so much money. I, I remember I bought my first ever house. I bought my dream car. Um, you know, we were just like, we've never seen that kind of money before in our life. Uh, you, you know, when I got married, um, I think it's at this point, seven years ago, I think. Um, I remember calling my, my mother-in-law kind of, I don't know, a couple of months before we got married. And I hope this helps people too. I remember calling her and be like, I call her mom or ma. 
And I'm like, Ma, like, I, I don't know if we should do this right now. Like, maybe we should delay this. Uh, I don't really have any money. Like, I, you know, I, I, I don't have any money to speak of. Um, and I, I think at, at the time I was extremely, I, I, at that time I was living, you know, business was picking up a little bit for sure. But, you know, I was um, still living in that electrical closet. By that time, actually, we had moved. I had moved into my own office in that same building. And I was sleeping in my office. And the rent on that was like five, six hundred. Mm-hmm. But that was my office. And then I had a mattress on the floor. So it's like, I don't know how to describe it to you. It was like a size of a bedroom, pretty much. It was my office. And I had my desk and a little mini fridge, I think. And... um and a mattress. That's how big the room was. It, it, it just fit that. And maybe it was like two chairs or something. Um, like office chairs. Type of I had this really cool big desk where I put like these, like I had these business cards that looked like $100 bills and I stacked all the bills and I put a piece of glass on top of it. So it's pretty cool. Looking. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember calling her and I'm just like, dude, I don't know if we can do this. Like, I don't have, like, I'm not that stable at all. And, and she told me something really beautiful. She says, um, she said, don't worry about it. She said, uh, God provides. You have honest intentions. You guys want to be happily married. That's a blessed thing to do. Um, and God provides. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's no need to delay getting married. And, and when she said that, I had, obviously, you have to imagine that I must be feeling a certain which way to call my future mother-in-law. And be like, hey, dude, I don't have any money. Like, that's not an easy thing to do. Right. So obviously I was, yeah, obviously I was concerned, but I tell you, I found a lot of peace in what she said. And you know, one of those, I think she was right. I mean, she was absolutely right. You know, the, when I first got married, we were on, uh, you're in America. So you know, this other people might not know something called section eight. Um, and section eight, for those of you who don't know, it's a government program for, uh, poor people. Um, so the government paid half my rent, uh, or actually more. We were living in San Francisco, in the outskirts of San Francisco, California. The rent was $2,350 for a one-bedroom little apartment. And uh, so the government, for poor people, subsidizes it. So my rent, they paid most of it, or over half. And so my portion was $997 a month. Uh, and that's how we started, you know, very humble beginning, very, very humble beginnings, one bedroom apartment, government pay in half. And then, you know, we, we organically grew, we, we started a coaching business. Um, and now, you know, we bought a, a dream house in Dallas. Um, I, we don't get any handouts. So now we're the ones giving the handouts. Um, um, and so it's been everything a came journey. full circle. <laughs> Yeah, everything came full circle. We used to get help, and now we help others, uh, which I think is the the point of helping people is is to create this circle of life. Mm-hmm. So now at the stage that you are at, what keeps you motivated? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, if I'm to be perfectly honest with you, it's a tough one. Because the, you know, business is a competitive sport. Mm -hmm. 
you have to compete with your competition. You have to compete with your sales from last month. Um, it's not easy. I'll be completely honest with you. It's not easy finding uh, motivation in the sense that like it used to be, I'll be completely transparent with you. It used to be my charity work. But I'll be honest with you, I don't, I don't really see any of that. So for example, like we built, we built a lot of water wells, but it's like, those are all in like Africa or like, you know, third world countries and poor places. Like I don't, I don't see that. I don't see the benefit of it. Meaning I don't see the people who go there every day. I mean, like, like we just built a well, 5,000 people. Like I just came from a third world country actually, uh, which funny enough, I don't know if it, it is classified as a third world country, but I was on a cruise. I went to the Dominican Republic. I, I don't know. It looks like a third world country to me. I don't know if it is or not. Um, but I mean, it was like really poor villages and like, they didn't have like access to like water. I mean, it was really like, uh, so I, you know, we're not in Africa to see like the impact is really big and amazing. Like, mm -hmm. wow. All these people don't have clean water. The kids can't even go to school because they have to walk miles every day to go get like gallons of water. And it's like, now they don't have to, now they can actually get educated so they can break the cycle of poverty. Like, and, they, and they're not getting sick anymore. People die, children die. I think, I forget the statistic, but it's like children are constantly dying from dirty water or water diseases. And it's like, we're giving clean water. So it's such a high impact, but you don't see it. Meaning we're here in America. So it's like, it's not, like, I feel like if we were there, we saw it, it's a totally different story, but we're here, yeah. we don't see it. Do you know what I mean? I do. So that, yeah. So that's motivating for me, but honestly, like it's, it, it can't be super motivating because I don't, there's not, that, that connection's not there. Okay. Um, and then I'm, like I said, I was happy before I had any money. So money is not a big motivational for, factor for me. Um, so I think, <clears throat> I think, Instead of motivation, I think if someone's just really doing what they enjoy doing, I think that's the motivation for them is just, they just naturally want, like I was just on a cruise and I don't have to work, but I was, because I enjoy it. You know, I, I'm, I work every day, um, not all the time. I don't work that much, but, um, you know, at least an hour or two a day, easy breezy, um, you know, uh, well, I would say probably minimum two hours, probably or maybe an hour or two. But anyway, the point is, I think, I think if you enjoy what you do, that's all the motivation you need. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Let's, yeah. we are, we are slowly running out of time. So let's cover the podcast. Um, what, what was the intention behind starting it? Let's start with that. I mean, first of all, we need to pay much more attention to our podcast than we are. Uh, you know, I mean, it was just, you know, um, the intentions were not super uh, holy, so to speak. Um, you know, it, it was created to get clients, right? Uh, just created yeah. as a as a marketing mechanism to get clients. Um, so yeah, that, that was the intention behind it. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, what kinds yeah. of what kinds of topics do you cover on it? No, so look, the podcast, you know, it, it's done in a very, uh, I don't want to say a lazy way, but it's done in a, it, honestly, the podcast is like, they, my team will strip audio from like 
this interview or like a Facebook live I do or a course module I do. And so they'll just create all these episodes based. It's not like traditional, like you're like we're doing right now. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's just stripped audio from different content pieces that I've done. Okay. But I mean, yeah. even if it's stripped audio from different content pieces, what is that content? <laughs> oh, there's no rhyme or reason behind it. It's all about make more, give more. So it's all like life lessons, business lessons, um, you know, talking about offers or funnels or traffic or sales or uh, automation or outsourcing. It's just like all business talk or personal talk all mm -hmm. geared towards um, helping you make more to give more. I did have one show that was pretty cool that I liked. It was called eight figure coffee. And that's where I just interviewed eight figure people, eight figure entrepreneurs. The re my intention behind that was different. And I actually really like this. And I hope I can spark some ideas for people. I'm a seven figure entrepreneur. So I just wanted to be an eight figure entrepreneur. So I'm like, well, let me talk to eight figure people. I'm like, well, at the same time, like I was honestly just interviewing them for me. Like I was, I was asking not really for the audience. I was asking questions for myself yeah. like on how to go from like seven, eight figures. And so I'm like, well, I might as well just record this because like I'm talking to them. I, I might as well just hit record. I didn't do any sort of like podcast format. I'm just like, it was, it was very much like, it was almost like a one-on-one -on -one consult where I'm asking like, okay, what are the best ways to go from seven figures to eight figures? And so that was a really cool show. I think life just got in the way and I stopped doing that, but I would actually like to probably go back to that. That was a lot of fun. And, and if you're going to do a podcast, I recommend doing that. Doing something that, do something that you enjoy doing. Like, let's just say, for example, like, and I think this is a pretty cool tip. Like, let's just say, for example, like your marriage sucks, right? I'm just using an example. And like, all right, dude, time for me to have a much better marriage. So it's like, all right, well, let me interview you like happily married people or top marriage experts or top, you know, whatever in that field. All you do is hit record get them on a Zoom like this, hit record and ask them the questions that you have, you know, because mm -hmm. I promise you that's going to benefit other people as well. It'd be like, for example, like, let's just say, you, you know, you have intimacy problems in your relationship. You'd be like, all right, dude. So yeah, what happens is like, so what happens if a couple like, um, they don't have any time and only have time to be intimate at the end of the day, but by the end of the day, they're just like beat up and tired from the kids and all of a sudden they're just exhausted and their schedule doesn't really allow any other time besides the, besides at night, but then they're both really tired at night. Like, how do you navigate that? Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I promise you, there's a lot of people out there who have that exact same question, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that's one of the best ways to do a podcast is, and, and you hear podcasts, I think that's one of the best ways to do it is to like, what's a topic that you're really fascinated with? And then just focus it on that. That's that's what I really recommend. Like, I am I super passionate about our like having a just a general business podcast? No, not really, uh, because it's. It, I think it's too general. I think it's not. It's mm -hmm. not specific enough. It's like I, it needs to be. You know, I, I love the eight figure coffee thing. Maybe you've inspired me to restart that. Um, so yeah, that I hope I hope that helps. It does. It does. All right, we have reached the end of our time. Um, if anybody, if, okay, if you could give one piece of advice to anybody who is looking to scale to seven figures in one sentence, what would it be? Uh, do what you do best, outsource the rest. Okay, awesome. If anybody's looking to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to find you? Uh, well, I can give you a gift. Can I give your audience a gift? Sure. 
I just go to uh, akbarsheik.com. Good luck spelling it, but you'll figure it out if you're smart enough. Uh, <laughs> .com slash, <laughs> slash gift. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on the show, Akbar. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Sorry if I was a little little sick today, guys. Allergy attacks, <laughs> so if I'm a little nasally or something, I apologize. It is all good. Group, if you're listening Thank and enjoyed, you. please like and subscribe. If if you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show, please visit top100interview.com. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.